0: I kind of had waves of lots of different heartbreak like it was I had one month where it was like one terrible terrible thing was just happening after another and I got to a stage where I was like I've always tried to be like a really good caring human that's always like I've got a very strong moral code so I've always kind of put that forward and that month oh my goodness I was like if Terrible things have to good people and the good people around me. I was like, is it worth being kind all the time if bad people get good things? And it, it was, a, I think that's disruptive. It's me kind of running back and forth through the whole, like your self worth. And when things are going really, really wrong, like you, you start doubting everything, yeah. really.
1: Can I ask what month of the year did this start happening? Like this bad um, month? It, it was, it was.
0: Uh, it was just before October. Oh, so you still had to kick through the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, so I had to kick oh, through the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, it was it was a wild one. It was just one thing after another. But it was also like a ripple effect around me. It wasn't just me going through lots of terrible things. It was like my family members and it just kind of kept happening. And I was like, oh, my God, can we, when it rains, it pours, really. I it really like, does. Okay, we gotta, we gotta, can we put the brakes on a little bit? I'm barely, barely hanging on here. Um, And it kind of changed my whole EP, to be honest. I wrote the comic before I wrote the EP. So I had this idea of this really femme, really kind of badass, like, inspiring EP. And it just went the complete opposite direction. Not necessarily not badass, but it just became a bit more of a diary for myself to get me through a really, really
1: kind of terrible time. Yeah, like a bit more human, I suppose. Was it sort of a cathartic release? Would you say?
0: Yes. And also terrifying because I love writing about my anger. I love writing, like, um, fighting bigots and, like, I, I love that kind of stuff. And when I'm writing more, being more vulnerable, I'm terrified. Like, I, I love having. Actually, there was a podcast with Emmy from Red Hook and Michaela from yours truly. And they were actually touching on the same subjects of, um, like, once you've got that kind of harder oh sorry um like tough kind of facade it's hard to like sometimes talk about the more vulnerable stuff but there is strength in that too so there's so much strength you know what yeah someone might need to hear it and I was like if I can put my walls down for just a second um but yeah it was it was a different completely different writing experience for me like I it didn't come from a place of strength well my normal strength (laughs) is Like, I guess.
1: Yeah. um, Was it, how did you feel with like that sort of strength shifting from it being like, yeah, as you said, usually like quite full on, quite punchy um, into something more vulnerable? Was it hard for you to make that adjustment in your writing?
0: Completely. It literally feels like I'm giving my heart on a platter and it's like beating and there's blood everywhere. Like, that's what it feels like for me. It's like terrifying. And like, because even like those around me, I hadn't obviously showed heaps of people the songs yet and as soon as i put disrupt out i had so many messages being like whoa are you okay and i was like no (laughs) you know we're surviving (laughs) we keep on keeping on but um yeah that was a moment for me where a lot of people were like whoa wait What's what's
1: going on? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of importance in it, and especially if it's something different than what your listeners are used to. I can yeah. definitely understand the concern yeah. um, that might have come around with it. Um, and it is, from what I gather, a bit of a spectrum from something like yeah, very vulnerable to also like very hard hitting at yeah. times. Um, does that do you think it's going to reflect in more music coming forward?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think this EP um I've got a couple of songs coming out that are a bit heavier and a bit darker as yeah well. like I just absolutely thrashed like the used and Avril Lavigne and all the sad girly girlies from the OOs. and I think you can kind of tell with what's coming out like yeah I listen to way too much Avril Lavigne and
1: yeah, I mean, she's an icon. Some, um, how can you not? Sad
0: girly moments that, yeah, we're we're ready for.
1: <laughs> Amazing. And uh, this more like sad girly sort of inspiration that you're sort of finding. Um, how yeah. is that? How's that been for you? Is it? Why is it meaningful to you and the music that you're creating?
0: I guess, like you said, I think I've always been kind of. I, I love curating. Like you can tell kind of from Penny it's like the whole project is very curated it's very um like I'm a big visual person I love the full kind of curated package I've always loved that but I think this is me being like hang on like deviation is my plan and just (laughs) kind of went it's it's still very me obviously and it's still everything's pretty and neat and all that kind of stuff but I think it's a lot more raw now as well having that side so it's a nice full spectrum so I think like you got like the aggressive political lady still but now you've got the kind of um the the heartache as well so I think it just gives my sound a bit more depth I guess like yeah it a bit absolutely more, does a bit more of the spectrum of life
1: <laughs> yeah and there's like that hard-ass energy is still very present in those tender moments as yeah. well I think you can't you can't just be that one facet it's got to be multiple uh, yeah. to it do you how do you think, think that's that- impacting um your listener as well
0: yeah, oh, ho- hopefully, like hopefully, the tender moments as well gives. Even if they take a little bit of it and say like the repetitive "hey, hi, hello, I'm enough." It sounds so yeah. silly, and I'm not like an inspirational quote kind of girl whatsoever. But like, I literally fake it till you make it with that. I was like repeating stuff like that to myself, being like, "No, I've got this. It's fine." And if I can give that to someone else, just by like can like screaming my song because that's what i'm doing like i played it live and i almost cried the first time because i was like "Ooh, ooh." i can imagine (laughs) that 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 hurt i can imagine uh, if i can give like a little bit of light oh like that'd be awesome i would yeah love that like i think it's got that nice duality of pain but also hope
1: yeah amazing and disrupt is the name of the new single you've just mentioned that you've played it live is that correct
0: yeah, with Ocean Grove. Um, oh, amazing! How was is the
1: reaction for that? So much fun.
0: It was hilarious. Like, I, I always my my target audience is always girls and gays. Like, we want, I want my like communities, and I'm always kind of figuring out how to like best um, talk to people, like within that. Do you know what I mean? And Ocean Grove was really funny for me because it was the girls and gays. that was like instantly like loving the tracks. So like looking to the front. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice. Like the first night I had so many people come up and like it was just so sweet. It was like, yeah, it was a really really good response and like people I've obviously never met before and
1: I'm like, yay, my humans. And yeah, it was really nice. Um you've definitely described your music as sort of having a anarcha fan punk sort of energy to it. Yeah. What does that mean to you and why is it important for you to sort of send that message across?
0: Yeah, like i always say because i've always been very political i've always had such like strong like since since a kid i was very hang on why is that why is this questioning authority i've always had those like since a very young age and i've also understood my kind of place in it where i've got such a place of privilege too so with my music i don't want to be like a front runner like i i just want to be another voice to kind of support other people as well and kind of knock down the door Hopefully, it's like do you know what I mean. Open the door even wider. So, a for me, it's like getting in the room, making a noise, and hopefully supporting other people to bring do you know what I mean, bring more voices up into the crowd too. Because rock is so white and so male and it just gets boring if we're not in the room.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. I think it's like such an interesting sound and a really interesting way to bring your energy across. What sort of made you – decide that this was the genre for you because there's definitely a lot of different ways you can express anger or emotion and everything like yes. you could do that in a hyper pop track if you really wanted to, but the sound yeah. that you are making is so cool. It's so punk confused and it is very powerful. Yeah. But how what led you to that sort of genre? Yeah,
0: trial and error to be honest. Yeah. I like I've always in like loved every subgenre of rock. Like I've I'm so inspired by different sounds so but I'm also limited with my own vocal. so I'd love to be heavier but that's I've got a quite a femme voice so that's just not an option so I kind of uh, intertwine all my favorites and kind of pick what works for me and I think the new EP I've kind of leaned into that more emo kind of like almost like um, anthemic rock a little bit as well so it's kind of Feeling pretty much from genres until I find something that works for me and and just adapt it from there because I never really like even just starting out I was a little bit conflicted because I didn't know where to write almost and then yeah just trial and error until I got the right sound
1: um lyrically as well disrupt I feel like it sort of runs back and forth a little bit sort of in the way that overthinking does uh did that sort of manifest in the writing process at all
0: yeah, as you can probably tell from this interview, I've got a very ADHD way of speaking and thinking. Oh, you so and I do both. run back and forth a lot. I can't help it, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is exactly how I write. Like, I, I figure out one little bit and then I come back and then I kind of piece it all together. And I actually did the demo with my friend Ini, and he also has ADHD. So between both of us, yeah, you can, there's another song in the EP that you can definitely hear a lot of that. And I think it's just a cool way of, playing with music and um, reflecting what you're going through. And I think overthinking and, um, yeah, like running back and forth. Yeah, yeah, it's just reflective of that, I guess. Yeah,
1: were there a lot of um,
0: changes? Changes? No, not so much. I I had a pretty clear idea of what I wanted. We did the demos and then once I went into the studio with Fletcher, he is amazing at choruses. Like That's why I went to him. I'm not a chorus person like i i'm terrible at choruses i love a bridge and i love a good screamy kind of section towards the end but choruses have never been my strong point so um we just kind of elevated the choruses a lot more so they they changed a bit but everything else was pretty similar i had a pretty clear um I actually had a clear idea of what i wanted this time which was really cool
1: yeah, amazing, and so this is with Fletcher Matthews, who has uh, produced yeah. music with Trophy Eyes, The Boys, Dear Seattle. Um, how, like, yeah. so you said you, that's why you went to him for like that sort of um, yeah chorus and yeah. his work. Um, what, like, how did you sort of come across Fletcher, and how I was working with him?
0: Yeah, it was amazing. It was very different because all the other songs, I actually had a team in the UK that I wrote with who were wonderful and so much fun to work with. The Zoom is really tricky to write. And, yeah. Um, so it was nice to actually have an opportunity to write in the studio. Well, not write in the studio, but bring something into the studio and kind of flesh it out and elevate it in person. Like, that was a really cool experience with Fletcher. So. He, he really pushed me and like challenged me. So I absolutely appreciate that and just a different experience. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really, really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. And he's worked with, on some amazing songs. And I think I just wanted a more because I was going a bit darker and a bit more emo. I just wanted a more polished kind of sound for this one, whereas my other stuff has just been like fun, thrashy um, kind of punk songs but this one's a bit more polished, I
1: think. Yeah, I think you can definitely tell the difference and the results are absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, earlier on as well, uh, when we were... <laughs> of course, any time. Uh, earlier on, when you were speaking about the shows with Ocean Grove, you mentioned that the girls and the gays were up front for your performance. Yeah. What is your oh, relationship was, with like them? It was... Like, because uh,
0: like, my second show was the Bones, I'm, I'm I'm, sure, obviously, you know, Bones events. Um, yeah, the yeah, party yeah, around Australia. That on. Oh, I love it. Bones um, are incredible. I was lucky enough to be hit up by them super early. Sunny hit me up. And so I've always obviously, like, I, I'm, I'm by myself, but I've never, I don't want to, I think it's being femme in the rock industry, you're already kind of tokenized as, oh, Yep, we've got a chick on the lineup. And yeah. you kind of promote yourself too much as queer, I don't want to be seen as like, oh, that's a, do you know what I mean? Like a tick box. And I'm like, mm mm. So I love Sunny because Sunny was like, I didn't even say anything before that really openly. And um, Sunny just knew that gay was just on point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's kind of been sprinkled throughout Penny. Obviously, I've got a song confessing my love for Angie Dolly. That was a bit of a, um, uh, uh a waving <laughs> a waving rainbow flag but um but it, it was just really nice like at an event like Ocean Grove because Ocean Grove obviously mainly dudes but um but yeah just those kind of people would like the group just seeking me out that was just really really cool they were they were awesome I signed my first uh two pairs of boobs and it was oh great.
1: beautiful that is the it was, way. It was like wholesome, not in a creepy way whatsoever. All consensual. It was
0: the just wholesomest moment, <laughs> and we all had to giggle. And I was like, "This is so much fun, and it's so much more wholesome when it's just yeah." It was hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's always more wholesome when you're around people who are supporting you. Um, yeah, that being but said. Like it's a Yeah, safe spaces energy. are is really just cool. so important. Yeah. Uh that being said, how have you navigated sort of the music industry uh alongside your queerness? Have you found it an easy process, a tricky process?
0: Um, mixed. I think like I initially struggled, especially like visually with Penny as well, and even sonically, like I said, like I'm putting on a very kind of tough front all the time and I I Figuring out my queerness in general, I think it does reflect, like even getting a bit softer now, does reflect um, on that journey itself. Like um, I dress on stage and kind of I try dress a lot more femme than I used to do because I used to be the, just the biggest tomboy yeah. and I really resent my femininity because I was one of the boys. I played football. I played AFL. Do you know what I mean? Like I just I saw it as a weakness and it took so much unlearning around that and I think Penny's a really nice um, chance for me to be like no I'm femme I'm tough I'm do you know what I mean like it was it was really cool like accepting that duality of it all
1: yeah absolutely do you think that the project of Penny Parker has allowed you to explore your identity more as well a hundred percent
0: definitely yeah like all sides like I I want to represent like because there's, there's so many cool humans um in rock but a lot of them generally everyone is quite masked so it's nice that more um quite them presenting humans are popping up left front and center like it's really cool I think we need to take up more space and I want to add to that even though I do like dress quite androgynous sometimes but like I, I do want to add I want to be more accepting of my own femininity and um bring that to Penny more so yeah it's just a cool way to express it
1: yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's something that I'm having more fun with, I think, as I'm becoming more comfortable in my identity is, like, being able yeah. to explore both, like, femininity yeah. and masculinity because I think when I first came out, I was, like, yeah. very, oh, okay, I've got to be mask, And then I was like, oh, actually, yeah. I, can, I can still be femme. It's okay. Yeah.
0: It's a good
1: balance. It's that's... A really weird
0: because when I was writing Lady, I Lady was really – I read this piece called um, Anna. Anarchy, queer, no, queering anarchism. Yeah. I said that wrong, but a really, really good piece. And it just kind of, because I don't like the binary. Binary makes no sense to me. Gender in general, it's just, it's a massive spectrum. And like the, the two, it just doesn't make sense as a binary for me. But I was like, I want to represent um, being a woman in the industry, but I don't have a really strong connection with, being a woman at the yeah. same time so I don't really care. It's a weird one. It's a really weird one because like, I want to represent it, but I also
1: don't want to at the same time. It's like, I, yeah, it's, you can't – you don't want to tick every box, but you also want to be that face for somebody else. It's a hard balance.
0: It's weird because you're like, yeah, because I don't want to feed into the binary, but I'm also like I'm proud of what I'm doing. It's a weird – it's a really weird concept that I have – Many little existential crises <laughs>
1: in my brain. <laughs> you, you and me both, honestly. Uh, but with <laughs> all of this in mind, is there anything um, that you would want to tell yourself, or like any questions? I, I, yeah, any questions or messages you'd want to give your younger self who was trying to figure all of this out? <laughs>
0: um, I think growing up on the coast, and I saw like there just wasn't, I wasn't around much queerness. I saw, like I had one family friend that was a lesbian couple and that is probably the only kind of representation I had. Yeah. I would just tell myself there's so much more. And cause I was so young, like absolutely crushing over specifically Angelina Jolie at the time when I was really young. And I was like, but I'm not like, I'm not a lesbian. I just didn't know there was more. Yeah. I think like that, that's what I would tell myself. Like it's, I was so confused because I didn't know. And it's really cool these days, obviously. um, There's so much more information. So I think just I would tell my younger self, just to wait it out a little bit longer, the world is your oyster. Yeah, it's okay (laughs) to not have it all figured out right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's okay. And also I'd probably tell them that, yeah, straight women generally don't um, have all those feelings. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I wish I could tell my younger self that, just like, Straight girls are not questioning this, <laughs> like yes, yes. I think if I could just say it's, it's, that, it would have solved so many issues, well, not issues. there's so like so much questioning, you'
0: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just come to the conclusion a lot earlier, I think, yeah, being quite obviously rural, like I just didn't have knowledge. I just kind of like, yeah, it's because my my at the time, my best friend in primary school, her mum was like. She, I think she was just quite homophobic. And she was like, you're only friends with my daughter because you got a crush on her. And I never quite – she literally <laughs> knew before I knew that she was obviously <laughs> taking it in a really negative way. But, yeah. so like, it was such an interesting concept as a kid being like, huh? Like, like what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Yeah, and I was like, what? And now looking back, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe. Obviously a negative way, but she did
1: say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made the It was there. (laughs) Yeah. Did
0: not have a crush on her daughter, but, (laughs) but she, yeah, she definitely saw something um, fruity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Changing the pace up a little bit through Penny Parker, you meld your love of pop culture, anime and superheroes into your music. You've been speaking about like the comics and stuff like that. Um, And through a little bit of research, I realized that Penny Parker is a Marvel character as well. Is that, I'm assuming that's where the name sort of came from, right?
0: Yeah, it's so random. So I love I love Spider-Man. I've always loved Spider-Man. But that character um, just stuck out to me. Like, she's this little badass who has this really cool, um, it's like a robotic Spider-Man instead. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, that's a great name for a band. Hopefully I won't get sued. And turns out, actually, Gerard Way created the character. And that oh, is whoa. the biggest full circle for me. That yeah, because... Is- same Day specifically by Mike Ham is such a big Penny influence for me, like a massive influence because there's so much pop culture and fun and pop rock. And um, the fact that he created the character that I was already in love with, <laughs> I was like, eh, what?
1: If you could have yeah. any superpower, what would it be? Oh, oh, no.
0: I've thought about this in so much depth and then my brain just completely froze. Um, um, I think... I think it would be um i can't remember the correct terminology for it now um like um metal transmutation not transmutation the like kind of like you can manipulate metal to be anything you want i think i would love that yeah i think that would be fun because then you could like the, the ability to create i love creating
1: yeah and i think that'd be really fun